welcome to this week's episode of the Stephen Perkins program here on the Outset Podcast Network. I'm Stephen Perkins, you're a listener, and that's pretty much how this show works. I want to thank you for um, for tuning in to this week's episode. This is going to be a discussion actually with Kyle Foley, so this is serving as the intro, uh, which is great because I don't have to do as much work anymore. Kyle is someone who, who can talk if you let him, so, uh, you know. Free week for Stephen. Fine by me. No, but it, it was a very good discussion. We talked about uh, Donald Trump, his latest Muslim comments. We talked about what that means in a broader sense for religious liberty. And then we talked about um, a personality who has been plaguing the right on Twitter, on now CNN. But we'll get into that. But first, I want to let you know of a campaign that we are doing at OutsetMagazine.com. If you haven't already heard of it, it is called the What We Believe video. We are essentially trying to push the idea that ideas are more important than individual brands, individuals trying to promote themselves. It is more important to promote, and, and you'll hear Kyle and I talk about this in this week's episode, in this week's discussion, we believe at outset that it is more important to push your ideas than to push an individual personality. So what we are doing is this. We are making a video called What We Believe. And what we need from you, what we are humbly requesting from you, is that you go to outsetmagazine.com, click on the cover story, and submit your video answer. These videos do not have to be long. They don't even have to be you know, professionally done. You don't need to go do hair and makeup, although... Some of you, I'm sure, will. Go to OutsideMagazine.com, click on the cover story, submit your video, and pretty much tell us what do you believe. It doesn't have to be political. It could be spiritual. It could be um, philosophical. It could be really anything you want as long as you make it somewhat relevant. And make sure that your answers are unique and creative. Uh, I, I just submitted mine yesterday. And so what we hope to do is to take all of our video submissions put them together into one master video, and I think it's going to be something really cool, really special. And it's going to show, ultimately, the diversity of ideas and beliefs on the conservative side because a lot of people part, uh, a lot of people paint us as an ideology of, of old, white, rich men, and, and we're trying to show that that is certainly not the case, that young conservatives have a diverse set of ideas um, and also show, hey, you know, we don't agree with everything. But I think what the video is going to show is that we agree on on, on a lot of, of key principles, and that's really exciting. So once again, go to outsetmagazine.com, click on the cover story, submit your video answer. Deadline is December 18th, so please, please, please get your videos in by then. And hey, while you're at it, after you submit your video, send me a tweet at Stephen underscore Perkins. Let me know you did it, and I will give you a shout out, and I will love you forever. Unless you're Neo Conrad Close, then, I mean, it's hard to love. Just kidding, Conrad. All right, without further ado, here is this week's discussion with Kyle Foley. Well, as I said, I'm here this week with Kyle Foley, the one and only Kyle Foley, the uh, the uh, the producer, I guess, of the Kyle Foley experience, the producer, the host, the, the you name it, the talent, I guess. Kyle, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, there's not too much talent in the Kyle Foley experience, but I appreciate the sentiment. I'm trying to be nice uh, because, you know, some people would say that I'm not as nice as I should be. So I'm I'm just trying to to boost you up a little bit. Well, I appreciate it. It's called creating hype, you know. <laughs> so, Kyle, uh, you have been a member of the Outset team now for uh, a, a while, a couple of 
a month, I guess you'd say you, you're, you're, um, the, usually the host of, of young guns, very good show there. I've been on there. So for those who haven't listened, I encourage you to go listen to young guns. Um, you are, and I've been trying to think of how to put this, but you're a prolific tweeter. Are you not? Um, yeah, that, that's a good way to, I guess, explain what I do. I mean, safe to say you have opinions, I guess. Yeah, I definitely very opinionated. Good. So some things have come up this week. Um, I'm not sure yet what um, all the uh, all the topics are in Young Guns. I, I don't know if we have that finalized, but I want to talk this week um, on my show a little bit about Donald Trump, um, then go into kind of religious liberty. Uh, but let me start here and say that um, by by now everyone knows, not just in the United States, but it seems all over the world, uh, they know the, the comments that Donald Trump made saying that essentially his plan to fight Islamic terrorism and, and, and homegrown terrorism and things like that is to ban all Muslims who want to immigrate to the United States from entering the country. Now, there's been a mixed reaction. Uh, members of the Canadian parliament have said that they don't agree with it. Members of the British parliament, like I'm getting to the point where pretty much every government has spoken out against it, even Benjamin Netanyahu in which uh, who, who Donald Trump will be meeting with later this month has said that it's not a good plan. And it seems like now the GOP front runner is a circus clown and, and the whole world considers him that. What were your initial reactions when you heard about Donald Trump's proposal? Yeah. For, first I want to correct you on something you said. You said it seems like now He's he's a circus clown. Uh, it's been that way since he started. Well, even more so a circus clown. He's <laughs> just yeah. absolutely no. Oh man, when I first saw it, so I got a, a Twitter notification. A, a friend of mine sent me a message, and he said uh, it's about to go down about Trump. And I'm oh, wow. thinking, like, this is great. This is going to be fantastic. And it was it was about the press release that he put out. So all of a sudden, Twitter explodes, and I'm seeing that he is calling for essentially a unilateral ban on Muslims entering the U.S., including citizens, you know, everyone, you know, regardless of of their status already. Um, And honestly, I wanted to throw something, but the only things near me were valuable and I didn't want to break them. Yeah. I've been Um, in that position. No, and I... I was furious. I said a lot of things um, to myself that were very unchristian and I would never put on the internet. Uh, I was just, I can't believe somebody is that. One of the things I did say, though, in my cloud of anger, one of the first things that I thought was Breitbart was going to find a way to defend something about this. And they have. They absolutely did. And they have. Uh, I think now the excuse is that, um, or at least the one I saw was, oh, well, Jimmy Carter um, put restrictions on Iranian immigration whenever he was president. So that gives us the precedent for Donald Trump's plans. What have you seen anything else? Yeah, no, I've seen that Jimmy Carter did it. Uh, yeah. FDR did it. You know, the two conservative, um, right. uh, they're kind of our idols. We worship them. As yeah. Well. You know, they're, they're pretty up there with Ronald Reagan. That's what I find so interesting is they say, Oh no, Trump's not that bad. I mean, heck, FDR and Jimmy Carter did it. And then these are the same people who do not like either of those. So that's what I find so interesting is that, listen, Donald Trump is is not a conservative. I, th- I think it's fair to say that. I, I piss a lot of people off when I say he's a liberal progressive and he, he's 
up until now a member of the Democratic Party. This is not a conservative idea at all. And I was very proud of people over the weekend and earlier this week who took to Twitter to say, listen, this is not a Republican idea. We don't support him. Even Paul Ryan said it. Um, And it's been interesting to see the reaction from our side. But just to hear Trump supporters back him up is it's just disgusting at this point. It's disgusting and, and, and outrageous. Yeah, well, here's the one thing I have heard that that has made a slight bit of sense. The only reason I, I won't subscribe to it is because, and it's kind of essentially what uh, Ben Shapiro wrote. Uh, I want to say he may not have written it at Breitbart. He may have written it at whatever else he writes. Um, uh, I don't even care. Uh, sorry, I'm really, it, it just it bothered me. Anyway, uh, essentially saying the issue is that there are, you know, it's obviously we're not dealing with radical Christians. We're dealing with radical Muslims. And that's the issue. And so we have to, you know, stop people from coming in from these hotbeds. You know, we shouldn't have people coming in from Iran. We shouldn't have people coming in from Syria. And that's a legitimate argument to make. But that's not the argument Trump made. Trump just said everyone who's Muslim can't come in, which is basically I can't even come up with an analogy for that. It's just absolutely and utterly ridiculous to the point where comparing him to Adolf Hitler is not a stretch because he's literally taking an entire religion and saying they don't belong here, which is exactly what Adolf Hitler did. Yeah, people get a little touchy with the Hitler references, and I understand why. But, um, you know, there, there's all I'll say is there there is a case to be made in, in that direction. What I find so interesting is he's continued to, to, to defend his idea, and he says that it has nothing to do with religion. And that is the most mind-boggling thing ever. You're saying we're going to keep people out of the country because of their religion, but it has nothing to do with religion. It's about national security, which I feel is uh, the excuse that people always give whenever they have something that's not uh, very popular. They say, oh, it, it's a matter of national security. Have, have you noticed that? Yeah, and to be fair, for the most part, uh, that's pretty accurate. There are a lot of things where they say, you know, this is for national security, and there's a good point to be made, just not here. No, no, this this doesn't have anything to do with it. And what I'm worried about, on a broader sense, is talking about religious liberty. Obviously, you could go to the history of this country, founded because of religious persecution, and people fled here and all that. Does this not set a dangerous example? If, if if we can bar people from one religion from entering the country, what are the restrictions after an executive after the executive branch does that? What are the restrictions for interfering with religion in other ways? Oh, there's none. Uh, and of course, I say that, and there's people who are going to say, "Well, you're just ridiculous." There, of course, there's limits. Of course, there's things we won't do. No, a government that's powerful enough to restrict. Uh, Islam is powerful enough to restrict Christianity, and it's powerful enough to restrict Judaism. I mean, who's to say there's not going to be a leader 10 years down the road who says, well, something Christians are doing is starting to become a problem, and look what we did with the Muslims when they were terrorists, so we're going to do the same thing here. We're going to start banning, you know, we're going to start shutting down churches when they preach things that we don't like to hear. Um, And that's something that happens they're not shutting down churches, but I know in Canada there's lots of laws where there are certain things you can't say. You can't raise your children uh, certain ways because if they catch you, you can get in trouble. 
telling them certain things based on your religion. And so that's kind of the dangerous road you start to go down as you, you know, and you claim you're doing it again under the guise of national security, but it's absolutely just a blanket for discrimination, religious discrimination, um, which it's, it, it blows my mind that the people supporting this are, you know, they claim to be Christians when they don't realize that what they're doing is they're opening the door for the government down the road to persecute them for their own beliefs. Well, not only do they claim to be Christians, they claim to be conservatives who want a small government, because you have to remember that most of his base seems to be Tea Party. And when the Tea Party was started, it was very um, pro-small government, pro-taxes. They kind of branched out from there. But that's what I am so confused by, is how his support's coming from the Tea Party, because you cannot be a small government conservative, a, a just a conservative in general, and say that it's okay to do something like this, especially when you're right, there there would really be no limitation for doing this to another religion or another class of people. And that's extremely dangerous. What I'm curious to see, and it'll take a couple of couple of days to a couple of weeks to finally uh, get some of these results in, but I'm interested to see in what it does to his numbers, uh, because I feel like a lot of people who were, were maybe on the edge, maybe could have been swayed away. I feel like this might have swayed them away. Do you know of, I, I mean, I, I know personally, I try to keep away from Trump supporters. I only know a few of them. Do you know of anyone who supported him who are now kind of backtracking that support? No, I've actually seen the opposite. Yeah. I've seen people who've taken what he's said and, and this is what they've done. And they've read the kind of things that Ben Shapiro is writing, which is saying, you know, don't attack the supporters. They actually, you know, he said it wrong, but what he's saying isn't completely wrong. And that's what they're saying. They're saying, well, he said all Muslims, but what he meant was we just have to fight this radical Islam problem. He didn't really say we should get rid of all Muslims. And it's like, uh, besides the obvious fact that that's 100% what he said, um, you're starting to get those supporters are getting really fired up. Now they're saying, well, the media is attacking us. You know, Trump says that. He says the media is calling me a bigot. They're calling me a racist. This is about our security. This is about our livelihood. Um, and so the media is portraying me as this bad guy. And his supporters are latching onto that like leeches. And they're just, it's feeding them and they're getting stronger and they're getting more vocal. And they just don't seem to care. I think at this point, I've said this before, I think he could claim to be Jesus. People would attack him for it, and then his supporters would find some way to keep building onto it. I don't think anything's going to sink him at this point. I honestly think that Donald Trump is someone who could serve Kool-Aid at a rally, and every single person there would drink it. I really do. Well, I mean, if I was at his rally, I would drink Kool-Aid because I like Kool-Aid. But that's even Kool-Aid from Donald Trump. That's that's uh, well old, Kyle. I mean, I don't think he would spike my Kool-Aid. I would just, you know, if I, I was I, there, I would turn the press badge around. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like the media and he would call you a, a piece of trash on Twitter. Well, he I hope he calls me a piece of trash on Twitter. I have a friend who's not even a political writer and he got blocked by Donald Trump on Twitter. So I'm a little salty about that right now. What kind of writer is he? He's a, he actually hosts a, a tailgate fan show. Uh, on CBS, he's so a sports guy. Sport. Okay, sport. That's uh, maybe Donald Trump just doesn't like sport much. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly not an active person, as you can tell. I don't know. He, he I'm sure he would claim to be. I'm sure. I don't want to something. See, I don't want to see him jog. That's the last <laughs> thing I want. Are you inspired by his use of social media? 
if by inspired you mean it gives me lots of material to tweet about yes yeah it's fantastic to read through this stuff and i'm like dude you're just an idiot like he'll call it all these different publications oh this is a dying publication when you look at it and it's obvious you know it's the new york times when i think of the new york times i don't think dying publication i think i don't agree with much of what they say but you don't think dying publication but they're definitely probably one of the biggest three media outlets in the united states so to say they're dying is is pretty stupid but it's no it's not it's nice material yeah no i i wonder if he said anything yet about time magazine because there's been a lot of uproar over the fact that their person of the year is german chancellor angela merkel and a lot of people are saying oh it should have been donald trump both supporters and people don't like him we're saying that there's a case that it should have been Donald Trump. Um, I, I wonder if he has called them out yet for being a dying publication because he's not person of the year. He he did call them out. I'm did looking really? it up. I'm looking it up right now to see what exactly oh, he Lord. said because what he said was it was something dumb. And again, um, I made a joke about it, but I got to see where he. Oh, here he thanked Jeb Bush for something. I'm not sure if it's sarcasm, but I don't want to open it. Um. All, all he said was, I told you Time Magazine would never pick me as person of the year despite being the big favorite. Obviously not true. You didn't win. Right. They picked person who is ruining Germany, um, which is a whole other debatable issue. Um, there was obviously the, they were equating her and Hitler kind of as a joke, basically saying, you know, this is the second time a German chancellor has won, blah, blah, blah. And here's the big, here's the big difference is that, um, one of them was trying one of them destroyed the country by doing bad the other one maybe destroying the country but by trying to do good cuz i'll tell you i may not like a lot of the stuff uh that uh angela merkel does but i think that she's one she's an example of a real female leader not like hillary clinton who has to remind us she has a vagina every day correct yes and, and but in she, fact, i missed today's reminder so i need to go check her twitter account yeah no she reminds us Good. Um, but no, I mean, she's a, she's a, you know, she's trying to do good. She's trying to help these people that need help. And here he is. He's like, well, I'm a giant douchebag and I deserve this more. Which, so, you know, shocker. Yeah. As someone who, um, you know, dabbles in campaign work, just knowing the social media strategy side of it, for no other candidate, for any office on any level of government, would you ever let them run their own Twitter account. But for Donald Trump, it seems like every, as his tweets get more ridiculous among other factors, but he just keeps gaining steam and he, and he gains momentum and gets more support. I, that's why I find his social media use so, so interesting. He's always run it. So this isn't anything new, but just thinking of him, if he were to become president, which I mean, when I say, God forbid, I mean, really, God needs to forbid that. But if you were to become president and there were some sort of international, um, not even just a crisis, but let's just say he disagreed with a world leader about something. Can you imagine the president of the United States taking to Twitter and calling them out in the outrageous way that he does? I don't even think he would go to Twitter first. I think he would have a a nice big nationally televised uh, address (laughs) where he basically says, Whoever this is, they're a dying leader and their country's dying and I, you know, will beat them to the ground and make America great again. Make America great again, yeah. Which is, there was a clip, he was on Barbara Walters, uh, I believe it was Tuesday night, 
and uh, he had said, she asked, she said, are you a bigot? He said, no, I'm the, it. I'm the, you know, the, the least one that you, of, of anyone, you know, and person ever, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, why, you know, how? And he's like, I'm just not I'm like, well, that's a great argument. That's how he explains everything. You know, yes. are you a fascist? No. Why? I'm just not a fascist, you know? It's yeah. incredible. What well, you know? Why should we ban all Muslims? Well, we just have to. We just have to. Just not the ones that built his hotels around the world and give him millions of dollars. Because correct, when, yeah. when he gets the emails from them, he'll realize, oh my God, what did I say? They're giving me a ton of money. I need to walk that back. Which coincidentally no, is kind of what he did a Kyle, little bit. He doesn't have to be. He he's not bought by anybody. He's a free spirit, an independent soul. <laughs> I actually saw a thing. He's worth about $4 billion. They said if he would have taken that million dollars his father gave him, you know, that that loan that really makes him connect to the people. Just a small um, little loan. If he would have invested that, not tried to start his own company, just, just put it into, I forget what they had said, but they said if he invested into something, he'd be worth over $18 billion right now. Well, so they're know, talking about being a good businessman. They're making yeah. jokes, obviously, and I'm sure it's probably statistically inaccurate, but still. Um, no, my my issue is, you know, you can't call Donald Trump a dumb guy because he obviously knows how to play people. Oh, he knows the system and knows every way to game it, and he's admitted yeah. that. And we're sitting here like, yes, he's a conservative. He loves to take advantage of corruption because he fights. Because he fights. Yeah, he he fights rules that are there in place to protect personal property, which is why he loves eminent domain. Like, you know, that's cool. He doesn't respect personal rights. But I digress, you know. He's but these a, are minor he's a, details. These are no, minor details and they should be a strong conservative. He's a strong independent conservative who don't need no packs. Although he is largely funded by individual donations, but you know, and he's not going to return those anytime soon, but no. that's all right. Um, what I'm interested in, I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but um, I enjoy conspiracy theories. Are you a conspiracy theorist? I don't typically entertain them, although I, mean, I, I have entertained I don't believe the them. Ones. I don't believe them, but I like learning about yes, them. Yes, yes, I'm with you on that. I do enjoy learning about them. Okay. The latest, and not really that new, but um, I guess the popular one surrounding Trump is that he is in the race to get Hillary Clinton elected, that there's some sort of deal worked out there. They're, of course, great friends, although I don't know what kind of great friend has to pay their great friend to go to their wedding. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, supposedly the theory is that Trump is in this to lose Republicans, the White, the White House in 2016. Your reaction? Um, if you asked me this a month ago, I wouldn't have believed it. If you're asking me now, I would consider it about 15% that there's I mean, some sort of – there's something going on there because there is no way that you run for an office like that without even remotely sitting down to think about what you're going to say and you make the absolutely asinine comments that he makes and he sits there and somehow decides to double down on every single one of them. And if you look, he, who does he spend most of his time attacking? It's not Hillary Clinton. He does not spend the majority of his time attacking Hillary no. Clinton. He no. spends the majority of his time attacking the media mm -hmm. and attacking other conservatives that are calling him out on his bull. Well, so, that's exactly what it is. And yeah. if he if he had consistently called out Hillary Clinton as much as he calls out anyone else, 
maybe I wouldn't entertain it as much, but I genuinely am starting to think maybe there is something going on here. Would I put it past Clinton or Trump? Not at all. I think the the most he criticized Hillary Clinton was around the time that he announced and he said that she was not a good secretary of state. But of course, while she was secretary of state, uh, he said that she was one of the greatest. So there's just a troubling history there. And being a Democrat up until this year, pretty much, um, there, there's a strong case to be made, I think. And again, I, I don't know. They, they say it's a conspiracy theory until it's actually true. I just don't see the GOP's chances getting any better with Donald Trump. And if he wins the nomination, I really do think we're screwed. And I personally could not vote for him. A lot of people said, well, I'd vote for him if he's the GOP nominee because lesser of two evils. I don't play into that garbage. I, I don't believe that you should vote for any type of evil. Um, so I won't be voting for him if he's the nominee. Yeah, I, I've spoken frequently. If if he is, if it comes down to between him and Hillary Clinton, I'm actually starting a GoFundMe. Yes. Um, and it's going to be all for making my own country. Uh, it, it's, there's no name yet. There's a few I've been considering where I'm going to be, of course, the supreme overlord. Um, Wait a second. It's going to be right off the coast of Nicaragua. It's going to be open to anyone. This sounds very similar to another idea that I know of. Have you you heard of Pakistan? I have not, but that sounds like a horrible idea. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. Well, Maybe maybe we can unite the two. I, maybe it just depends on if we can agree on an ideology here. I don't like the idea of opening it up to everybody, though. No, we'll, we'll keep it very, very closed. I'm a, a big fan of IQ test. I I think there should be more than an IQ test, but yes, well, an IQ at test a very is a basic start. level. An IQ test. You also have to be a fan of Taylor Swift, which rules out Neo Conrad. Obviously, yeah, Conrad Close cannot. Uh... I mean, there's like a million reasons why I wouldn't let him in anyway, but um, yeah, uh, no people from California unless they can somehow prove to me that they're, you know, actually a human being. Some of them are good. Some of them them are just trapped and they and they need liberation. Well, we can bring them to Perkylestan. Wow. Um, We'll have to think on that name a little bit. We really got to work on the name, but it'll happen. Yeah. No, I, I, I joked um, when Obama was running the first time I joked, but I was too young to really understand what I was joking about because I was, what, 12? What, and about then, leaving the country? Yeah, and then the second time he re- when he was running for re-election, I joked both times, like, if he gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. Before, again, before I realized that Canada is not better than we are. Well, yeah, now that Canada um, elected Justin Thoreau, I, I don't, or Tr- Trudeau, whatever his name is. I don't, I don't even know care. there. Yeah, I no, I'd I'd genuinely start my own uh, country, or I would just move to Texas because, from what I hear, <laughs> you guys don't really put up with that kind of crap. Yeah, um, we're working right now on a secession um, amendment, so who knows what Texas is going to be like in in the next year or so. I mean, worst comes to worst, I go to Mexico because nobody wants to go to Mexico; they just want to come from Mexico. A lot of people are starting according to Donald. A lot of people are starting to go back to Mexico, actually. Apparently, <laughs> jobs and investors are coming in. That's, what, that's when you know it's bad. When uh, they, <laughs> I, know, I know on uh, the PolitiFact checker, 
uh, they checked Martin O'Malley's statement on how net immigration is essentially zero, and yeah. they fact-checked, and they said, well, he's pretty much right. More people yeah. are going back because they realize it's not as good here. They want to be with their families, all this stuff. I'm like, you know it's sad when one of Trump's biggest things, uh, him and his mistress Ann Coulter, talking a lot about you know defending the border from these horrible immigrants that are wanting to go home. Yeah. So I wonder how that would work. But uh no, yeah, it's it's all it's all great. But yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll get our own country. We'll make it great. We'll make it greater. We'll we'll make it doper is what I would is what well, I would suggest. I agree. That's fu- yeah. that's fair. Cool. Uh let's talk about something that is not dope, all right? Um, oh. And it's I I I know. I don't want to talk about it either, but I think it needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about because there is a broader a, a, a broader lesson, if you will, that could be pulled out of this. So former conservative C.J. Pearson, um, as people know by now, his Twitter has been exploding throughout today. Um, he has now renounced conservatism, but that was a couple of weeks ago. Now he has endorsed Bernie Sanders, CNN broke the story this morning, which, by the way, CNN, you want to talk about a dying publication, you know, why are they covering this as news? But I digress. So CJ Pearson is now a Bernie Sanders supporter, says that Bernie Sanders um, is in tune with issue with youth issues and understands the challenges that the youth face um, in America and that he would fix them. I know you have choice words about CJ Pearson. I don't really want to dive into. No, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it. Yeah, I, I don't I really want to message. dive into the personality of it, but it, but I do want to talk about, you know, I, I've had issues with people promoting this on social media. Is CJ is someone who I hate to make the comparison, but he's kind of like Donald Trump. Okay, he 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 likes attention. And this is another way for him to get more attention. And I just feel like for these people who want attentions for the wrong reason, like if he wanted attention because he had this, this incredible original idea that could help save the country, let's give the guy more attention. But if you want attention just because, you know, you, you want people to pay attention to you and, and you want to make a career off of yourself instead of your ideas, that's problematic. And people continue to give him that attention on Twitter. Today, a hashtag was started. Hashtag things CJ Pearson can't do. Why do you think people continue to give him the attention and then complain that all he wants is attention? Okay, so here, I, I've got to find it because I have a friend who, who I made the point last night saying that I was going to quit talking about him, which we all know I couldn't pass up an opportunity to make fun of someone that much. Not with your tweeting, no. no it's just too much fun. Um, I hold on because I gotta find exactly what it was. Um, let's see. This is messages. A lot of me asking how the internet works. There's a lot this, of phrases. There's a lot of phrases I don't understand on the internet, and I'm learning them. This is making engaging. Uh, 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 so here, here, here we go. So I understand the sentiment behind blocking him and ignoring him, and I agree with it. But at the same time, I feel like he needs people who will knock him down a few pegs every once in a while. CJ has never been relevant to us, and ignoring him won't make him any less popular because his fans have a sheep mentality. They need to see him being called out for him to lose credibility. We kind of talked about that further. That was uh, I, I won't say who it was, just because but listen, I, don't, I don't. But listen, I think he fans after his after his quote unquote fans saw him endorsing Bernie Sanders. Does do you really think he has fans anymore? 
do you know how many people did not realize he had switched to this? People even at, even throughout the day, uh, Marquise Young's been telling me he's getting people who are still saying, wait, he's endorsing Bernie? Like, this is a joke. Yeah. Um, and they haven't realized this whole thing. So a lot of it, there's a few mentalities behind it. One is that he is a word I don't want to use, and he likes to go out and attack people. And so a lot of it's the mentality of we've been hurt, and it's this is the chance to kind of get back, which I get, and it'll die out. And if it doesn't die out, that's when I'll have a problem. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it is if you notice the interaction with his social media, there is a almost tenfold uh, – What's the? There's just more interaction with the responses to him, basically saying you really don't understand how this works, than there are when he says things. A lot of his personal attacks, a lot of his ignorant statements. When people respond to them, it gets a lot more people talking. Specifically, it gets a lot more people talking about the conservative message. One of the things I've seen a lot of people doing is they've been taking the things he's saying and they're tweeting out and they're saying, actually, this is the truth behind it. And so while it may not make a difference to him because he's made up his mind that it's just all about him, it is going to make a difference, I think, and I know there are others that think this, but it's going to make a difference to the people that are paying attention to him, who are reading his stuff, whether they support Bernie or they support whoever. They're going to read this and realize, okay, here are some actual arguments we made, and they're going to see him personally attacking people instead of trying to back up what he believes, and it loses the credibility um, so there are good sides to it, but again, if if by like the end of the weekend people haven't gotten over it already, I will start being very vocal about like, hey, let's stop. It's kind of old. But today, I think it was you know this was the the day that it all happened, so it was kind of like, all right, this is really fun. Um, well, I went that, and found yeah. I went and found a bunch of his old Facebook posts about like Bernie Sanders sucks, and I was like, this is really funny. But uh, I do agree. I do agree that it's giving him attention. Uh, I just, again, I think for now it's okay, but if it's still going on, um, and as well, a lot of the people that are bringing attention to him are also bringing attention to other young conservatives. I know I've tweeted about it a lot. Marquise has tweeted about it a lot. A, a lot. Uh, Danielle Butch has tweeted. Uh, Caroline Craig's done a lot of tweeting. There's just a lot of people who've done a lot of tweeting about other specific young conservatives and giving them a lot of credit. So it's also kind of raised that up. Um, and it's kind of nice to see everybody united around a cause for once, even if the cause is a prepubescent punk. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do just wish that the, the unification could come from a different source. Um, you know, when I was 13 years old, that was the 2008 election, I supported the libertarian Bob Barr, which is not the same as supporting a socialist. But, you know, Bernie Sanders has a well, lot of 13 year old. Uh, well, OK, what? Come on. <laughs> uh, but, but Bernie Sanders has a lot of 13 year old supporters because, you know, they don't understand things. Um, but I, I've just said that, you know, CJ is 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 a complicated thing and and that's why you know I'm not qualified to talk about a person's psyche but um I think that it's extremely if anything this has shown that it's extremely important whenever you want to get involved in politics or or any type of field to take the first couple of years learn your way around it learn the back learn kind of what you believe and and how you want to do business in the future and then after you've had some experience some real field experience if you will um, that's really the time to, to maybe come out and do some more 
um, some more active things in terms of building a, a brand, if you will. Um, but but again, I, I do like the fact that this has turned into a discussion about ideas because, you know, my big thing is we should be promoting ideas over individuals. Um, and so this, I think we're getting closer to that, which is nice. I just, honestly, I just want my timeline cleaned up a little bit. That's all. That's all I want. My recommendation, use TweetDeck on your computer. Filter out all uses of the name of Ooh. the words CJ and Pearson. I did that about Donald Trump, and it was really nice. Ooh, I can do that about um, Donald Trump, too. So, yeah. So, no, here, here's the big thing that comes out of all of this, and it's something you've talked about, I've talked about, and a million other people have talked about. When a person becomes larger than the thing that they stand for, Mm-hmm. The thing that they stand for starts to not carry as much weight. And so one of the things that we all continuously preach is that, you know, the message is always supposed to be bigger than the messenger. It's never right. supposed to be about who's talking, but it's supposed to be what they're talking about. And it's really easy to miss that. It's really easy to forget that in the world we live in, because first of all, we live in a 24 hour news cycle. Um, there is no end to news. It's just, it's constantly going. Uh, so the, the the popularity, you know, it's not like you just tune into the news at night to get caught up on the day. Like, it's just everything, and it's exploding. So when you make one thing that picks up, somebody throws you up on a website. And then maybe somebody calls you and they, wants to talk, they want to talk to you on TV. Especially if you are under the age of 20. I won't even go as low as 12 or whatever it was when you started. But when you are under the age of 20 and you are a young person talking about this stuff – they're going to want to pay attention to you. And like you said, until somebody actually has ground experience, until you've done something outside of being a little kid on the internet, you really shouldn't be put in a position. And this isn't, this isn't anti-CJ here, right here. This is just common sense. You don't want to have somebody who doesn't have any real-world experience trying to talk about these kind of things. For example... While I've never worked on a campaign or anything like that, you know, physically, I haven't been super involved in this stuff face to face with people, although I will be more now with uh, with Turning Point and stuff and a lot of my outset stuff. But I'm at a point where I can talk a lot about this because I'm almost 20. I've had to deal with tax stuff. I've had to deal with college tuition. Like, I know what this stuff is like. But if people were to look at me when I was 12 or when I was 13, or even three years ago when I was, you know, 16, 17, and they were going to try to ask me these questions, I wouldn't be qualified to speak on them because I hadn't lived any real world experience. I hadn't been out there trying to understand how things actually work. It was very, you know, you everyone grows up pretty cultured until they have to experience things. So I think you're absolutely right. Until you've actually experienced any of that stuff, you shouldn't be put in a position to talk. And at the start, you can't blame the person you definitely blame the people who prop them up. And so I, you know, I'm always a huge proponent of don't prop up people who don't actually have anything to back up what they're saying. If they've not lived this, they've not even remotely lived this, you know, you don't have to be someone who's been doing this for years, but there's a lot of people that get put in these positions to talk that have absolutely no right to be talking about that. And then you look at what happens and the celebrity is corrupting. Um, And, and who, you know, if we were in that position, if you were not, you or I, when we were 13, were on Fox News, who's to say that we wouldn't be complete 
you know i would have made a damn fool out of myself oh absolutely some of the things i did and said when i was 13 and you know in that age it was just ridiculous and so to put me in a position where what i said actually made a difference to people would have been horrible i mean i'm bad enough now and i'm technically an adult technically i can't yes. imagine what, i can't imagine what it would have been like if somebody took me as a as a young kid and said you know what we want you to set an example for people even though you don't actually have any life experience yeah um it would have been miserable and anybody who would have listened to me would have a horrible life and probably be in rehab right now well and it keeps you from uh from having a normal childhood and i think that's that's the unfortunate part about this um so we'll we'll leave it there uh you know god bless cj and and i hope that things end up working out so uh before we go tell people where they can find you on the internet yeah so you can find me on twitter at not kyle foley very misleading uh, yeah very creative name um, that's kind of where I spend my days. You'll find me there. I like to joke. You'll find me there 22 hours a day. Most Pretty of that much. is sleep tweeting. Um, if you think I'm joking, read through my feed, you will see. Um, but yeah. And then obviously young guns podcast as well. We do that through outset. Um, we're there on Twitter at young guns USA. It's a fantastic show with an amazing host and a fantastic producer. <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, Kyle. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show this week. Thanks so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thank you, Kyle, for coming on and talking to me about all sorts of stuff. I think the conversation went really well. Let me know what you thought as a listener. Tweet me at Stephen underscore Perkins. You can also find us on Outset's uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash Outset Network. On Twitter, at Outset Magazine. You can find my personal Facebook page at facebook.com slash Stephen Perkins. Stephen with a PH, if you don't know that by now. God bless you. Uh, We will be back next week. I am actually, we will have another discussion with Josiah Pop, um, and it'll be really wonderful. He's one of our new contributors at Outset. Really looking forward to it. So until we speak again next week, have a great one. Take care. God bless. God bless.